gentlemen welcome to electric leftovers my name is jason this is episode 367 you betcha how you doing it's been a been a fine week for you did you enjoy your long weekend uh assuming you got one you should have should be a thing that everybody gets to take advantage of uh well, well i hope you did you know i hope it was and i hope you did and i hope well i hope you're here now i guess um What's up? Well, uh, new stuff over on the YouTube. Um, we have the conclusion, the finale of Batten Kaitos, Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean, which means we're going to be starting up a new something something here in a little while. Uh, that is going to be, let me pull out that thing, uh, Gun. I'm going to have us a replay of Gun. And uh, for those of you who don't recall, uh, Gun is a... Um, Western, Western video game. Oh, there's not a whole bunch of those, uh, but it has some phenomenal voice actors, some some phenomenal actors in the game doing some voice voices. And, uh, not generally the type of game I normally play, but but it is. It sure is. It's there. And uh, what else we got? Uh, we're going to be streaming a brand new game uh, starting Monday, which is the day I'm recording this, and that game is going to be Toem. T O E-M. Um, don't know much about it. Looked kind of fun. Put it to a vote, and it won the vote. So that's what we're going to be streaming. You'll uh, we'll have had access to that yesterday. Anything else new to talk about? No, I don't think so. Commandos, Burn, Smith, Beans, and Iron are a special forces team who have seen more than their fair share of action. Neo City is their post, now that a terrorist group known as DNME is bombarding its citizens with a typhoon of a crime wave. The Sea Force has been asked to stop them, no matter what. Take command solo or team up the comrade in two-player mode. Even if you go it alone, you can call in a backup soldier for spot support. Tap into your special forces training to devise unique battle plans and attack patterns, select weapons, and decide which soldiers' individual strengths are best suited for the dirty deeds going down. 
You can switch commandos whenever the situation calls for it. Endure all five grueling missions swarming with traps and terrorists that take place in a warehouse, on a battleship, at a construction site, aboard a helicopter, and at Sea Force headquarters. Encounter secret passageways, hidden rooms, aerial angle views, and more. Every man is a walking arsenal with heavy-duty weaponry, including rocket launchers, flamethrowers, bazookas, rifles, landmines, and time bombs. This mission is no cakewalk, but if it was, they wouldn't have given it to you. Hit it with all you've got. This is ContraForce. It's an NES action game developed and published by them crazy kids over at Konami, released in 1992. Now, I don't know if you picked up on it, but the terrorist group DNME, that's the enemy. That's the group. It's, it's kind of, yeah. ContraForce is different than Contra uh, by quite a bit. I actually kind of like this game a little bit more, but I feel like it's a little more rough in its presentation. Uh, it is a 2D side scroller. It does have some top-down side scrolling or top-down scrolling missions. Uh, not not the uh, uh, the railgun e base kind of missions from regular Contra, uh, but it 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 does have multiple characters with each with their own loadouts for weapons and etc etc and um, you can call in a support to hang out and shoot ahead of you behind you kind of all over the place it's kind of a fun game it's short looks pretty good sounds pretty good eh, 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 eh. I, I got nothing Well, unlike the last couple few games we've been looking at, there's a million reviews for Contra. Oh God, what did you guys do? Game facts changed some of the font. It looks terrible. It's like Comic Sans Serif. That's horrible. Why would you do such a thing? Why would you do such a thing? Oh God, and it's in the menus too? Ugh. Gross. Um, uh, Psycho Penguin did a full review. I'm not going to read it. Vegeta did a full. Uh, Psycho Penguins was detailed, excuse me. Uh, 
Xylo did a full, sorry Xylo. Horror Spooky gave us a full review. As a Vegeta again, doing a quick review. Which one came first? Two years after he did the quick review, he said, you know what, I gotta come back and I gotta do better. Again, this, this needs a full review. Um, any other? Horror Spooky, same thing. But he's doing the 360 version, so we're not going to look at that one. Uh, he says it's not very good. There. That's, that's what he says about that. Ooh, 16 Bitter is back. With a review of the MSX version and the CPC version. Wow. Look at that. <clears throat> not the NES version, so we don't care. Really? That's it? That's it? Just, just Vegeta? Okay, well, well, then we'll do that one. And... Oh... Let's see. I, I want to read that one because I hate you, but I'm not going to. Um, let's do... Uh, that one. Starting off with Vegeta. 2000. 23 years old, this review. Almost. Came out in February. Uh, Vegeta says, stupid Konami code, I keep dying, help me. I had to read that in the stupid new font. Ranking, graphics 8, sound 6, music 5, originality 9, play control 7, group enjoyment 9, individual enjoyment 6, challenge 8, ending 6, overall 7, all out of 10. I'm not doing the math, I don't want to. Good points. This is a great game. The storyline is that an alien invasion is going to take place, and you, parenthesis, capital A, and a friend, comma, if you want, and parenthesis, are the ones, are the only ones who can stop them. Uh, interesting, considering that these two guys can't touch anything except their guns, gun power-ups, and the ground they walk on without dying, exclamation point. But then again, why is it that the aliens look like high-tech military experts and explode when you shoot them? Why does something explode when you shoot it? Because it's a Konami game. That's why. Happened to the foot soldiers in the Turtles games. Graphics. This game shines. Big aliens. Big dripping aliens. And stuff exploding. Do we really need anything else? I mean, this is a Bruce Willis movie. Minus Bruce Willis! Exclamation point. Sound effects. Man, you really get irritated with the quote, sound of a character dying, end quote, sound after a while. Music, not the greatest, not the worst, but average. Uh, originality, unless you count the Rambo movies, there weren't any others like it. Well, not really. Play control, a little tricky to get used to firing in eight directions. Yes, eight directions, A-N-E-S first. But once you get the hang of it, you'll still be dying all over the place. Enjoyment, this is a game where if you're not, if you've not playing it with two people, excuse me, then you're just not playing it. Challenge. If your guys wouldn't die all the time, this would be easier. I guess that's the point. Ending. Ah, a chopper flight. That's it. Bad points. The fact that you can die e too easy gets frustrating. Then there's the fact that when you're playing two-player and one person scrolls the screen too far, the other person dies. And the blatant alien ripoffs are neat but kind of delayed. Everything should have been slimier early in the game. And I mean other than the bosses. Thanks, Vegeta. That's, that's Vegeta's whole review. He gave it a 7. We mentioned that. Let's move on. Just moving on. Let's go to Brack. I didn't realize that this was a Brack review. 
Thanks, Andy. Reason enough to get an NES, says Brack in 2000. Last year, when I decided to rebuy the NES, the first game I purchased was Contra. I remembered the fun I used to have as a little kid in this game, even though I was lucky if I could even get to level 3 at the time without the Konami code. Well, finding a good deal on it off the internet, I quickly bought it, and I must say that no matter what age you are, this game is great. Out of all the Konami series, I may actually like Contra the best. Graphics 8 out of 10. They're pretty good for the NES. The sprites are small, so everything can be fit onto the screen well, yet everything is crystal clear. Hardly ever will anything blend into the background, if at all. The bosses are huge and creepy looking, which is especially cool. Sound 9 out of 10. I really like the sound effects used in the game. The noise when you fire your gun, the explosion sounds, and the footsteps of your player used in levels 2 and 4. The music is memorable and very fitting to the game. Hardly ever does it get irritating to listen to. Gameplay, more than 10 out of 10. That better be, because you'll see why in a minute. As is the first two categories weren't high enough, this is where the game gets even better. You get a total of eight levels, all well set up, each increasing the challenge very well. You get some great power-ups for your gun like flame, laser, and split shot. The enemies are fast and furious, and the action is intense. Two of the levels have more of a first-person kind of view to them, yet you are able to see your player. Well, then it's not first-person, is it, Brack? These levels stop the game from getting repetitive, yet the game would have been great still without them. If you're a more experienced player like me, you'll love this game. It, ironically, didn't take me too long to beat, but it's a lot of fun. The challenge is high. Each player only has one hit, and they start out with only three lives. You only get three continues as well, and you're fi you'll find yourself wishing you had an intifitivive pretty quickly. Yeah, okay. The enemies come at you nonstop, so you have to beware. The replay value is actually pretty good. The game was fun to play again with another player, and it's great to fun to play again after you've beaten it. Make sure it's part of your collection. Overall, 10 out of 10. A great game when played alone or with a friend. And see, it's important that he gave the gameplay more than a 10 out of 10 to make it perfect, because graphics and sound were not perfect, thus rendering it impossible for the game to be perfect until he gave an extra three points to gameplay to make it perfect. You with me? Um, gear Ratio in 2010 updated his review in 2012 and says, a whole new one. And they begin. Ah, yes, Contra. Now, wasn't that a classic back in the day? What were the innovations again? Oh yeah, smooth and very responsive controls, excellent fast-paced side-scrolling action, intense shoot-em-up battles, and memorable challenge. It had beautiful visuals and a soundtrack that just about anyone can remember. The premise was that lovable cliché, which mixed all the 80s and 90s action and sci-fi elements, and it just plain worked. Then came one day that Konami decided to assign a very low-end company the task of porting the arcade classic onto DOS computers. Oh, is this not an NES version? Well, it sucks. How did this conversion fare up in the long run? Well, let me let the name of the company, Banana Productions, 
give you a hint. I mean, we're this far in, we're gonna go for it. For starters, it only appeals to people who have joysticks or game pads that are compatible with early DOS machines. Sure, it supports keyboard use, but I promise you when using the keyboard control, you'll get the impression that the first level is all there is to the game because that's how hard it is. The controls using the keyboard are absolutely horrid. For example, if you start running, you won't stop unless you press certain other keys or get killed, whichever comes first. In fact, there's even a key to stop running. In addition, there are separate keys associated with aiming diagonally. With Contra, this is just unacceptable. What's worst is that the worst, excuse me, is that the game isn't programmed to make it any better because of the way enemies spawn on the screen. You're probably thinking that one shouldn't even be using a keyboard in that case, that they should just stick to gamepads. Well, you're right, except for no gamepad these days have a compatible port with today's PCs, which DOS recognizes. Sure, using a gamepad was the most common and intelligent way that gamers played console arcade to PC games back in the day, but you have to understand that this game was next to unknown when it was released and it only gained acceptable attention in recent years, after I sparked interest. I'll explain why later. Is a uh, gear ratio really saying that Konami didn't become a thing until he played it in 2010? Uh, if you think this game has any sound effects worth sound effects, excuse me, worth hearing, think again. This applies twice as much for the music, which is absolutely absent in the game. As if the horrible beeps of PC speakers weren't bad enough, that's all you hear. Just turn the sound off on newer PCs. That's if you want to get the game to work. Also, cheat infinite lives in the game if you want to beat it unless you have a compatible gamepad or joystick. The graphics are also unacceptable. Sure, it's CGA, so I can't criticize so much, but couldn't banana development just wait until they had better resources to make the game in VGA? Limited color palette and Contra don't mix very well, but even the ZX Spectrum version is much better than this. Though the plot of the game isn't something to complain about, they simply took an already forgettable plot and made it worse. The game's intro states that your objective in this game is to destroy flashing red targets at the end of each level. Really? The ending is just exponentially worse. Uh, period. Parenthesis. Spoilers until the next paragraph, comma, though I don't think it matters. Period. Parenthesis. Capital S, should you somehow miraculously make it to the end, you'll be crushed to find out that the ending is only one screen of credits to the companies behind the game. Credits, which you can mostly see at any time in the game anyway. If you're not careful when shooting the final boss, heart, you may even accidentally skip the ending. This is because the ending screen appears so fast after the boss and is so sensitive to button presses, even the slightest press of any button or key will skip the credits. Remember how I said the game was almost unheard of back when it was released? This is because of a few things. For one, there were absolutely no previews or ads for this game back in the day. Next, I'm positive that there are probably at most 10 copies of the game out in the public, and for good reasons too. More importantly, the game has some sort of copy protection scheme that was not even tested properly because it seems 90% of the computers it ran on failed to pass this protection test. In fact, PC magazines back in the state day excuse me, state that they could not review the game because of that flawed protection. Well, good for them, because the game would have been found to behind that horrible copy protection would run them out of the job and into a mental asylum. They might as well pretend that they never played the game, let alone heard of it. Overall, this game is a horrible mess, and it amazes me how a company like Banana Productions could exist. I wonder if they made any other games, and if those games were in the same league as this. On a side note, the game seems to exist in Europe as Gryzor, seemingly by Ocean. Why didn't Ocean's Gryzor conversions turn out this bad? 
Rating one. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to say. I didn't know there was a DOS version of Contra, and it sounds about as bad as you might think, because the DOS version of Mega Man was pretty bad. Though, Kona, or excuse me, Capcom didn't work on that, so I guess there's that. I don't know. Uh, like we talked about last time, I like Contra. I think it's fine. I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's not my most favorite Konami IP. It's not my least. Um, it's probably the one I know. I'd, I'd say one of the ones I know the least about in terms of its its overall existence. Um, played some of the turtle games. They got boring after the second one uh, because they all just turned into the second one. Um, Gradius, I like Gradius quite a bit. I like most of the Castlevania games. Uh, never did get much into Metal Gear Solid, so I can't say much about those. I played, I don't know, four or five Contra games, and they were all fine. I don't love them. I don't hate them. It's fine. Uh, I would give Contra, regular NES Contra, not the DOS version. Oh, I think I gave it a seven. There ain't nothing wrong with it. It ain't amazing. I can't... I don't ever, you know... Oh boy, I can't wait to get home and play Contra. You know, I don't, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's read some news, you guys. You guys. Uh, our latest. Editors, the item headlined Eyewitness News is graphic. Please review it before publication. That's, that's a headline. But I feel like it was a note. 
the formatting of this is weird. Our lead story, Cavity Sam Lives. Or lives? I don't know. On January 9th in Kiev, Ukraine, a surgeon removed an unexploded grenade from the chest cavity of a 28-year-old Ukrainian soldier, the Guardian reported. The weapon lay just below the man's heart, and two sappers, military engineering soldiers, were on hand during the delicate operation to neutralize the device after it was removed. Uh, doctors were unable to use electrocoagulation, a method that controls bleeding, because of fear that the grenade might detonate. Quote, Thanks, phone. I think this case will go down in medical textbooks, said Anton Gurashenko, Ukraine's internal affairs ministerial advisor. No word about how the grenade ended up in the soldier's chest cavity to begin with. He will now undergo rehabilitation. I would imagine there's a hole of some sort. Uh, least competent criminals. Two arsonists were in the hot seat, and they haven't even been caught after they set fire to a Bakersfield, California Immigration Services building on January 2nd, Fox News reported. I saw the video of this. It's amazing. Footage from a Ring security camera captured the masked individuals as they spread gasoline around the building space. But when one bent to light the fire, the flames spread to both people's clothes, causing them to run away screaming. The suspects are still at large and probably still on fire. Here is our eyewitness news report. If you are uh, sensitive, I'm going to say probably skip the next 15, 20 seconds. I haven't read it. I'm not going to read it because I want to experience this, you know, right along with you guys, just so you know. And I'm going to start the time now. Three, two, one. Riders on the Max Light Rail System in Gresham, Oregon, witnessed a brutal assault around 2 a.m. on January 3rd, KPTV reported. A 78-year-old man on the train platform was attacked by another man who, quote, chewed off the victim's ear and part of his face, the police said. Quote, the injury was so severe that responders could see the victim's skull. The suspect did not provide investigators with a real name, but through fingerprints, he was identified as Corin Kramer, 25, who had recently moved to the area from Georgia. He was charged with assault in the second degree. And three, two, one. We're back. Is that enough time? I don't know. I wasn't watching the clock. It wasn't that bad. Really? Let's see. See worse stuff on, on YouTube. Anyway, Aeronauti Call News. Passengers aboard a charter flight from January 8th from the Siberian city of Mangan, Magan, excuse me, Russia, where it was 41 degrees below zero, had to brave even more extreme temperatures when the rear door of the plane flew open in mid-flight, the New York Post reported. People had their hats blown off said Sergei Lidrick, 33, a passenger headed to Magadan on Russia's Pacific coast. One man had just uh, unfastened his seatbelt when the door blew open and was nearly sucked out along with luggage and other personal belongings. The plane, an Antonov AN-26, was manufactured between 1970 and 1986. The pilot turned back to Megan and made an emergency landing, and there were no injuries. So, the, the headline for that is Aeronauti Call News. Aeronauti does not fit does not fit with that story don't do that ever again it's back 
The atmospheric river batter in California has another weird consequence, SFGate reported on January 10th. The storms are making the Golden Gate Bridge eerily sing. Nearby residents first noticed the phenomenon during uh, summer storms in 2020 when they heard a screeching that sounded like torture. A building and operating committee reported from, uh, report from 2020 said the cause was the retrofit of 12,000 slats on the west side of the bridge. The cost to add clips that would stop the noise is $450,000. Officials said installation is due in the coming months. It's back was the best headline you could do. You guys are really letting me down here. Inexplicable. In Coventry, England, someone dubbed the Cat Shaver is catching cats and shaving a square into their fur, Metro News reported on January 11th. And not just a small patch either. Six-year-old Tallulah had a large bald spot on her stomach that owner Bonnie Toe noticed when her daughter picked up uh, picked the cat up. Quote, did someone take her and bring her back, or did they do it in a car, she wondered. We did notice she wasn't going out quite as much. She mostly sits at home and looks out the window. Other victims' owners have discovered one another on Facebook, speculating that the cats are being marked as targets, but no other harm has come to any of them. Uh, someone's probably just shaving a square in your cat. It's probably not a target for anything. Why would you need to come back when you have the cat? That would be my question. Mistaken identity. A walker out for a stroll in Wickham, Australia in early January came across with the thought, what they thought, excuse me, was a dead body clothed in a tracksuit, according to ABC News. Police cordoned off the area and began an investigation, but later concluded that the remains belonged to a cow. Roburn Police Sergeant Dale Harmer voiced his frustration. Quote, it has caused police to use an entire day and three police officers guarding a scene for something that was never a human in the first place. And what a waste of a perfectly fine tracksuit, it said. Well, whose fault is that, Sergeant Dale Harmer? Go look. Jeez. Check twice and grave once, ladies and gentlemen. Is this going to be about a headstone? Let's find out. The Washington, D.C. Korean War Wall of Remembrance pays tribute to more than 36,000 American service members who were killed in that conflict. But according to the New York Times, it's also, also rife with mixed spellings and omissions. I was close. Historians Hall Barker and Edward Barker Jr. of Texas, who run the Korean War Project, call the monument a damn mess. And say it displays more than 1,000 spelling errors and 500 names are missing altogether. The National Park Service passed the buck to the Defense Department, which supplied the names. DOD said compiling the list was, quote, challenging. No one bothered to check it before they set it in stone, said Ted Barker. But now that it's been done, we need to get it right. Yeah, probably. Uh, here's a compelling explanation for you. Fans of romance writer Susan Meachin were devastated in September 2020 when they read on her Facebook page titled The Ward that she had taken her life in response to online bullying, CNN reported. So imagine their surprise in early January when they read a new poster claiming to be from Meachin herself. Quote, I debated on how to do this a million times and still not sure if it's right or not, the post read. There's going to be tons of questions. My family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I am in a good place now, and I'm hoping to write again. Let the fun begin. When a fellow romance writer asked for an explanation, Meachin responded, I simply want my life back. Her former assistant, Connie Ortiz, told CNN she was devastated by Meachin's acts. I did not know what Susan was doing, even though we were close. I... Okay. 
She she runs her Facebook as well as she writes stories, I guess. Break out the crab legs, ladies and gentlemen, because firefighters were called to the Associated Milk Producers plant in Portage, Wisconsin on January 2nd after flames broke out there, WMTV reported. But they were hampered by melted butter. Butter was running down like three inch thick in the steps, so our guys were trying to drag the hose line and the hose got so full of butter they couldn't hang on to it anymore, said Fire Chief Troy Haas. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources was called in after the fire was contained to assess the butter runoff, some of which went into a water treatment plant, but about 20 gallons ended up in a nearby canal. Booms were used to contain the buttery mess. Officials say the environmental impact appears to be low. And it would, because it's mostly just fat. The, the problem that's going to happen is when it gets in, you know, like the water treatment plant, if, if there's nothing in the treating compound that that's going to break up those fat solids which there should be uh it will get in and solidify and turn into like a plug butter does that uh what's in a name well someone bought a winning one point or excuse me 15.1 million megabucks ticket at wait for it wayne's food plus in luck wisconsin w-i-s-n reported. You were so close to WSIN. We cannot be happier for the winners, said store manager Paul Wandra. Also a great name. And they truly got lucky in luck. Ha! Ah, it's garbage. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it. I think the show's over. I think, well, not like forever, uh, but, you know, this episode's over and done with. I um, appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed it, please consider giving us a review and a like and a subscribe on any podcast software of your choice. And if you'd like to check out the videos for anything we talked about, you can find those on YouTube. Look me up, Jason's Groove Machine. You can find me on Twitch streaming Monday nights, also at Jason's Groove Machine. 
And if you would like to support the show, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash electric left and buy me a coffee. And then I can take what I would be using to buy my own coffee with the coffee you so graciously provide to me. And I'll get something update bias for the show. I have a little project I'm working on. I don't know if it's going to mean much for the show. But I got a little project I'm working on that I think is going to uh, impact the audiobook recordings and things like that I do. It needs some parts. Not a whole lot. But it needs some parts. And, you know, after we get our live thing set up, we'll move on to that. I think that's a fine idea. Anyway. Goodbye. <laughs>